Seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Bienvenidos to Cafecito with Rosie on air. We continue to educate our community, and I am excited for our second part series on COVID-19 vaccines. And Dr. Kumar was our guest last week, and we were running out of time because his information was so exciting and so informative. And I suggest for you to uh, download a Cafecito with Rosie on air in any of the podcast platforms that you listen to. And today, Dr. Kumar is going to continue with us uh, educating on, uh, on the vaccines for COVID-19. But let me tell you a little bit about what Dr. Kumar feels about his purpose and calling for medicine. Um, he currently serves as a de dedicated senior medical center in the Largo office, which they are our sponsors of the show. And Cafecito with Rosie is grateful for their sponsorship and their belief on what we are accomplishing today. And his, and quote, this is his uh, saying, it is, regarding to see, it is rewarding to see patients recapture a version of themselves they thought they did they had lost or thought they could never become. He also says, it's also an honor to work with seniors. They are a source of wisdom and inspiration. And last week, we already talked about what the vaccines are, how to get them and the type of them and why our seniors or our population of um, older adults should get it. So, Dr. Kumar, welcome back. How are you today? Hello, Rosie. Thank you so much for having me back. We had a great discussion last time, and I'm really looking forward to discussing more today. Great. And we talked about the types of vaccines and the reasons why our seniors are the ones that they should be the first ones in line to get these vaccines. And I think it is um, uh, proper, proper to talk about what they should expect once they get vaccinated and also give maybe a tip or two to our caregivers that take care of their elder, uh, older parents after they have their, their, their vaccine. Sounds good. Thank you so much. And just a quick recap from last, last uh, uh, interview that we had or discussion that we had, uh, eight out of 10 COVID-19 deaths have been in individuals age 65 and over. Currently, there's two vaccines that we're looking at that are currently available under emergency use authorization. That's the Pfizer um, 
COVID-19, which is 95 effective, 95% effective, and Moderna's vaccine, which is 94.1% effective. They're both two-shot vaccines. The Pfizer vaccine is separated by 21 days, first shot versus second shot. Moderna's is separated by 28 days, the first shot versus second shot. A third vaccine's coming out. Johnson Johnson should be coming out in um, uh, March. Now, so what can seniors expect when they do get vaccinated? Usually anybody, whether seniors or not, you're going to get a local reaction, a little pain, swelling, and a little bit of redness at the injection site, um, usually on the same site that you got injected. That usually lasts for a few hours. Now, what can you take for that? Um, I wouldn't put anything on top of that whatsoever. You can take some Tylenol, but drink lots of fluids all the way through. Now, there's some systemic reactions, which is meaning the whole body reactions that you can get from this, and that really depends from person to person. And I got at least some um, data associated with that, too. The systemic reactions include fever, fatigue, headache, chills, little body aches, and some um, joint pains. Now, approximately 80 to 89% of vaccinated persons experienced at least one local symptom. Again, that local symptom is pain, swelling, redness at the injection site, and that was pretty much it. Now, 55 to 83% of individuals experience at least one systemic symptom following the vaccination. Most systemic post-vaccination symptoms are mild to moderate in severity, and they occur within the first three days of the vaccine and resolve within one to three days of onset. Now, I can tell you, even from personal experience, my father-in-law got his first vaccine a couple weeks ago. He did absolutely fine. No symptoms whatsoever. So it really depends from person to person. Um, the rest of my family members are getting vaccinated. Now this is up north because this is kind of where I'm from. And they're distributing vaccines a little bit differently than they are down here. But uh, none of them had any severe issues what's going on. Now, people ask, well, what are the contraindications to the vaccines? Well, you can have a severe allergic reaction, uh, difficulty breathing, things like that, from a previous dose of the COVID vaccine, uh, vaccine or its components. Now, that's why they have you wait 15 to 30 minutes after getting the vaccine. So for you folks out there listening, when you go get the vaccine, they're going to have you sit and wait there because they want to keep an eye and make sure you're doing okay. For those family members that are accompanying your parents out there or your brothers and sisters that are older, um, they're going to have them wait 15 to 30 minutes to make sure they're not having any significant issues. Now, what are most of these vaccines made out of? It's mRNA, which is basically a second component, not necessarily DNA, but mRNA, which is a different component altogether. And it's most of these mRNA particles are encased in a uh, compound, so to say, to allow for the body to absorb the mRNA and then allow it to do its things before the mRNA gets destroyed. Now, the components of that aspect, very few people are allergic to those. Very, very few people are allergic to those. It's called polyethylene glycol. And then a lot of the polyethylene glycol, for those of you who had uh, colonoscopies, that's exactly what it is. Now, you're not going to get the colonoscopy doses of this whatsoever. It's just a smaller vaccine dose. But some, some people may be allergic to that, and you won't know until you get it, but that's why they have trained medical personnel watching over you um, as soon as you're done with the vaccine. And usually, um, people that have an, a reaction, they tend to have a very quick reaction, and the medical personnel that are around there giving the vaccines often take care of it very quickly. So those are some of the uh, expectations to have. Most people, virtually all everybody, has some pain, swelling, and some redness that lasts for a few hours. But if you take some, you know, Tylenol, drink lots of fluids, you'll be okay. Now, that's the first dose of either the Pfizer vaccine or the Moderna vaccine. The second dose 
people have a little bit stronger reaction to it. And the reason why is because from an immunologic standpoint, once you introduce something to the body, you have a reaction, the body recognizes it. So the next time it comes around again, you have a stronger reaction. So that's normal to have that stronger reaction. So when you do have that stronger reaction, most people don't have any reaction. What I found out is that folks that are younger tend to have the strongest reaction. But those reactions tend to be the more severe ones, which is basically fevers, chills, headaches, and uh, body aches. And that usually gets resolved within 24 hours, and you feel great after that. Um, I've had my two doses of the Moderna. I had one of the more uh, <laughs> severe reactions, and I got better within 24 hours, and that was okay. Whereas my father-in-law, who's in his uh, late 70s, he had zero reactions whatsoever uh, related to his vaccines. So I hope that helps in answering some of that questions there. Yeah, and, and I did have to, I, I follow you guys on LinkedIn and social media. Your social media uh, uh, platforms are very active. And I know most mm -hmm. of your um, caregivers, most of the people that work for dedicated senior medical group and CHAM Medical are getting their vaccines themselves. So you are taking care of making sure you're protecting your employees first, um, and that way they can also help our community and our ailing, ailing uh, uh, older Absolutely. Population. Absolutely. You know, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to be the role models for our folks, and we have to do all those things that are correct and moral and ethical ourselves, too, before we ask anybody to do the same thing. So a lot of us have been vaccinated already. Um, a lot of our centers have the vaccine. Some of the centers don't have the vaccine. And for those that don't, have the vaccine, you know, such as our center at this point in time, I've been telling my patients, get yourself registered on the state website or at Publix or at um, the health department or CVS or Walgreens or Walmart, whoever has it, get vaccinated. But the most important thing is, as I said in the previous segment, don't mix and match vaccines. If you get the Pfizer, stick with the Pfizer. If you get the Moderna, stick with the Moderna. And this comes from, like, um, my insurance side of the business. Most of your uh, insurance providers are covering this the injection of the vaccine at no cost to you so don't let the cost be an issue for you not to get the vaccine if that's what you want to make sure you follow up with your provider or with your insurance provider or your agent to um clarify that but most of the insurance uh providers are paying a hundred percent for any cost that comes with uh the I vaccine. Uh, I completely agree with the statement here. Please do not let finances drive this issue. There are a lot of places that are giving away the vaccine. It has been paid for through the federal government. The federal government had paid for these doses. Um, recently, I think the Biden administration stated that they paid enough for 300 million doses by the end of summer, I believe. So, you know, everybody has the opportunity to get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated because you are protecting not only the people that you love in your house, but also your community. Yeah, they always ask me, Rosie, how can I get this? Uh, will this stop me from getting the insurance? And I said, you know what? When you want something, just ask. And um, it should not stop you if that's what you want. But that is one of the things that we as insurance brokers for Medicare, especially for Medicare providers, they are repeating over and over how they will cover 100%. Um, even if you have to get tested, um, they will cover for the testing, too. So don't let any type of finance, finances be an issue. And then the next, uh, the next thing that I really would like for us to talk about is um, what can people who have been vaccinated do and not do? 
um, you know, we talk about social distancing, we talk about wearing the mask. Uh, people might think, hey, I got this now, I don't have to do this anymore. What is your recommendation on that, Dr. Kumar? Uh, that's a great. That's a great question because I get asked that, and heck, I even ask it myself. Now, what can I do? I got fully vaccinated myself. Nothing different is the answer, unfortunately, at this point in time. And the reason why is what we talked about in the last segment: herd immunity. If we don't have a significant population or amount of population that has been uh, vaccinated, we don't confer or give that uh, protection to those member, members of society who aren't vaccinated. So the magic numbers that CDC and Dr. Fauci are throwing around 70%, but the real number is really 90%. So if you get between 70 and 90% or higher vaccinated within your community, that confers resistance to everybody else. So I'm going to give you some real interesting data here that I pulled from uh, the Florida website uh, related to COVID vaccination doses. So as of yesterday, there were 3,437,933 vaccinations administered in the state of Florida. 1,000,000. 82,141 individuals completed both series, first shot, second shot. Females outnumbered males in terms of getting completion of these series. So kudos to the women who are driving um, vaccination rates. It's fantastic. Now, however, the state, and we are completely falling behind as it relates to Hispanics, Blacks, and American Indian Alaskans. Of the Hispanic population, only 106,530 have been vaccinated. African American population, only 55,090 individuals, and American Indian Alaskans, 3,717. Now, a lot of this goes to the fact that people are worried, people are concerned about getting the vaccination. There's a lot of folks getting vaccinated. There's a big push to educate people, empower people, so that they aren't as scared to get the vaccination. This reflects that number. Now, as it relates to ages, those individuals between 16 and 74, 391,000 people have been vaccinated both shots. Ages 75 and 84, 226,000 have been vaccinated uh, both shots. Uh, and then ages greater than 85, only 96,000. As it relates to Hillsborough County, 56,203 individuals. Pinellas County, 50,622 individuals. And Manatee County, 17,321 individuals. So there's a long way to go for us to get vaccinated to sit there and say, hey, we can do whatever we want because we don't have that herd immunity yet. And plus, there's also other um, COVID variants that are coming in that the vaccine manufacturers are trying to incorporate into the vaccine. So what can you do? Well, data drives the recommendations. And since we don't have the 70%, 90% to 90% herd immunity, we need to keep wearing our masks, keep maintaining social distance, and continue washing our hands for at least 20 seconds. We have to do this until we get a sufficient amount of the population vaccinated. I hope that answers that question. Yeah. And doctor, in your, in your personal opinion, probably in this one, I know people talk about the new normal, but do you think we will ever have to go back? We will go back to what was normal for us before, or we will have that new normal just adapting to new things? So until we get the population vaccinated to that 70 to 90 percent herd immunity, until we get better hold of this, I think you're going to be living in that new normal. Now, can we get back the way things were? It'll take everybody's effort to do that. It may take about a year, maybe two, to get everybody there. But everybody has a role to play. The faster everybody does this, the faster we can get back to that new sense of normal. Now, 
where do I think this is going? From my personal opinion, I think this is going to be very much kind of like the flu, akin to the flu, but not like the flu. This is much stronger than the flu and much more serious than the flu. And I think down the road, we're going to be getting repeated vaccinations. Remember, these vaccines have come out just recently. We don't know how long they will truly last. I suspect that down the road, we'll be getting booster shots. And that's nothing wrong doing that. Right. Just protect us better. You know, we get booster shots for the pneumonia vaccination. We get booster shots, you know, every year for the flu vaccination, so to say. I think we're going to be going down the same road here uh, with the COVID virus. But the benefits of getting that vaccine far outweigh the risk. Nobody wants to get the uh, coronavirus because it leads to a higher death rate, especially in people over age 65. And I will tell you, a lot of my patients, really worry about that aspect. I, a lot of my family members are afraid to go out because of this virus. And I say, you know, get yourself that vaccine. Uh, and they say, well, do I have to wear the mask and everything? I say, yes, absolutely. You still have to keep doing that. Still have to mind those things until your community gets up to that herd level community. But keep that vigilance. And I think one of the hardest things to do for anybody is to keep this level of vigilance that we've been doing for almost the past, almost year that we've been at this. And we're asking people, this may continue to all the way into October, maybe a tad bit longer past that. But again, it all depends on how many people are getting the vaccine. The more people get the vaccine, the better it is for all of us. Yeah, and you know, one of the concerns I have, um, for example, we had an event uh, outside um, last last week, as a matter of fact, one of uh, uh, Rafael from um, Finelas was there helping me out um, to pass out information about our program. and um, But it was an outside. And I know seniors have been staying inside a lot. Um, and um, I think now, and I'm assuming after uh, uh, getting the vaccination, it's okay for them to go ahead and type some type of moderate exercise as long as they do it outside. Um, what would your suggestion be? on that because now they've been in house for about a year great no great question and and i've said this from pretty much the onset you need to be mindful respectful of the virus and to a certain extent probably you know not necessarily fearful but you know aware of how severe this virus can be but that should not prevent you from going outside and going for a walk obviously you know you got to use some common sense here at the same time carry your mask with you all right. If you see if you see a group of more than six to ten people, don't go associate yourself as closely as possible with those folks. And if you are trying to maintain that six feet, wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Now, if there's more than ten people there, more than fifty people there, you know, common sense says do not go in there. At least not now. Wait till later. You know, that's why we strongly discourage large family gatherings, things like that, because that's where the super spreader events come from. So yeah. go for your walk. Go for your walk. Go for your walk. Be mindful of your surroundings. If you see a lot of people, don't go towards those lot of people. And if you feel the compulsion to do that, wear your mask. Make sure you're at least six feet away from those individuals as you're saying hi from a distance and talking to them because we're all social creatures. We can't be sitting in our rooms all day long. That's just not healthy physically nor is it mentally. So even after getting the vaccine, same thing. Go for your walk. Go work out outside. Go do something outside. Florida's a wonderful place. That's why everybody moves down here. That's why people live down here, to enjoy the weather. Go enjoy the weather. 
but be mindful of your surroundings. So the last thing, Dr. Kumar, how can, pe how can people find you? Um, very easily. Just go up on Google um, and then type, type in Ajoy, A-J-O-Y, last name Kumar, MD, and oftentimes the search index will pull up and will say uh, dedicated senior medical center. Now, we're dedicated, I'm a dedicated senior medical center in Largo. One best place to look that up, just pop up on Google, hop up on Yahoo, and type in dedicated senior medical center Largo. And if you have any questions, I'll certainly leave my contact information with you, Rosie, so you can um, pass it on to the folks. Um, it's a wonderful organization to be part of, I'll tell you that. Uh, they mean what they say, and they say what they mean. They want to take care of seniors. They, we honor seniors with affordable VIP care that delivers better health, and that's what we want to do. And the only way you can do that is to have a partner on the other side that's wanting to get healthier. You mentioned yeah. a little bit earlier, you know, my quote. I'm very, I'm very serious about that. I'm very true about that. There should not be a transactional relationship where you – where you see the doctors like a vending machine, you put a quarter in there and you get a, you know, a chocolate bar or something like that. We want this to be a transformational relationship. We want to help you get healthier. Okay. And if you can't get healthier, at least happier, because we all know there are certain conditions you can't escape, but we want to improve your quality of life. Yes. And I do have a, um, the, the foundation for uh, Hispanic health um, families. It's actually a very good friend of mine, and I was telling Rafael uh, last weekend about it. So I am going to communicate and connect you with that foundation, with the person in charge of that foundation, because his uh, uh, mission is to educate the Hispanic community, and he's having a COVID-19 drive um, soon. So this would be a great connection, and we'd love to see um, how you guys partner together on that. Absolutely. I'd love to take part in that. I think we don't do enough for our minority communities, and I think uh, we all need to step up and assist where we can. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things you can do is meet with them and then um, educate. Education is so critical. And you're going to like this. He's in Pinellas, too. He's actually in Palm oh. Harbor. So it, it, just, okay. it just is working together. But Dr. Kumar, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your education and continue to have your passion and your purpose and continue to change our community. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And I'd love to be back if uh, the opportunity arises. Awesome. Thank you. And my dear listeners, I have a quote in my book, which I love so much. And it's about overdreaming. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And that was a Steve Jobs. And let me repeat it because it's just so amazing. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And that's probably most of us. You know, in different passions, in different avenues, in different ways, you are changing the world. And I want to encourage you not to give up to find your ñeque, your grit, and continue to move forward, even when nobody else is around you. So stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. See you and hear you next week. Ciao! You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive. 
stay inspired. Seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now.